cliffcentral.com. So it is time now for It's Going to Be Okay with Dr. Hanan Bushkin, who, of course, is our live-in shrink, and um, he's also head of the Anxiety and Trauma Clinic in Johannesburg, and we're always pleased to see him. Dr. Hanan, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, thank you. And uh, I've got to say that that this is one of the things that people look forward to every single week. Um, I, I was talking to someone the other day, I didn't even know that they listened to the show. It's a friend of mine, and she's like, oh, my God, that that Dr. Hanan, I cannot do without him. He is keeping my brain connected. I've had all the reasons to flake out and flame out and misbehave and do stupid stuff and feel sorry for myself, and thank God for him. He keeps me on the tracks. So there you go. Even people, people, people we didn't know we're helping here, Doc. We're helping. So this is a terrific way to start the Monday. All right, so, Doc, this morning we got a message from Melanie, um, who joins us. She's on the line now, um, and she's going to tell us what's going on in her story. But, Melanie, you can just explain it rather than have me read it. Nice to have you on the show, Melanie. Go ahead. Good morning, guys. Um, morning. Thanks for having me on the show. So, um, I am the oldest sister of three girls. We are a blended family, so I am the oldest oldest one. I'm 45. Mm-hmm. The middle one is 40, and the youngest one is 28. So, um, yeah, my father died when I was really young, and um, he remarried. And, um, yeah, so we, we are a completely blended family. But we, since we became one, we never actually had, you know, the, the term stepsister or anything like that. We've really been you know, pretty close as kids and everything. Right. But now that we're all grown up and living in the real world, um, it seems like I'm the odd one out. It's just bizarre. Um, it seems like my middle sister and younger sister, they are very, very close. And, um, yeah, it's, and I'm the one who's always left out. It's, yeah, I don't know how it happened. I don't know what I did wrong, maybe, but, um, I'm very sociable. I'm quite likable. I'm not an offensive person. Sorry, that's the dog barking. Um, Yeah, and it's just, it's quite hurtful when I see, oh, the two of them have gone out on a outing with a family and they post pictures everywhere and it's it's really hurtful um, that I'm the one who's always on the outskirts. And Melanie, has it ever been any different? Is this something very recent? Uh, It's always been like that. What's the history? Since, yeah, I think um, since um, we all started working and became grown-ups, we all, you know, my sister, one sister went overseas for a while. She lived there. So obviously then there's a bit of a a, um, a distance thing. It makes it a bit harder to stay close and connected. Um, but it's also since my sister's father died. So I think that probably brought them closer as well. But I was always on the outskirts. I was always there offering support, offering help. I mean, if any of them had to call me in the middle of the night, I'm in the driveway before the phone is put down. I'm, I'm there like a bear. So it's, I don't know what it is. Um, I, it's, it's just bizarre. And I've asked my husband if he can pinpoint anything and we've, we're very close. We, we, we very honest and, you know, there's, there's no, um, holy grounds between us we can talk about anything really um and it's just really hurtful and i've tried talking to my younger sister about it and she's like no no there's nothing wrong and there's and it's just mm, it's really hurtful when i see them going out on 
excursions and outings and having, you know, bras and family bras. And then I'm not there. It's, yeah, it's a bit hurtful. So I know you've spoken to your younger sister and she says, mm-hmm. no, there's nothing wrong. But have you explained exactly what is making you feel this way? And have you explained exactly how you want things to be different? I have actually. And I, I've said to them, listen, I'm here to help. I'm here. I, I am here. And it's, it's, I, I really don't know what it is. Um, I am a bit of a FOMO probably as well, to be quite honest. Um, it is in my nature. So, but I'm not very active on social media, if that makes any sense. Um, so, yeah, and when we do actually hang out together, it is amazing. And then we always say, oh, we should do this more often. And then at the next family event, I am somehow often not included. Hmm. And when you ask them, why is that so? Why do they say? I just leave it. I'm not one for conflict very much. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, so let me highlight a couple of things. Mm. Yeah. So, when it comes to uh, to communication, there people make a couple of errors, and I want to highlight a couple of things that you can take into account that might make a difference here. Communication has got two parts. When you are conflicting with somebody. I want you to first take into account the following two elements. Number one, how important is the person to you moving forward? And two, how mature the person is that's in front of you. So how important the relationship is moving forward and how mature the person is that you're having this conversation with. The more important and mature the person is, the more of your time and energy and investment you have to put into the relationship. The less mature and the less important moving forward, the less time and effort that you want to put in the relationship. So in this case, if you say, you know what, these are my sisters, that term carries a lot of weight. I do see the longevity and the importance moving forward, but they're not mature. Well, the conversation has to be very direct and clear and perhaps even superficial. But if they're more mature, so if you're dealing with two adults, actually having a conversation, a deep, meaningful, um, insightful, uh, comprehensive conversation is really the way to go. But having said that, when you do communicate, there's two things that I want you to take into account. Number one, when we are engaging conflict, but by the way, conflict is not all bad. Conflict allows us to get onto the same page. Communication has got two parts. The first part is what you call the acknowledgement phase. That is letting the other person understand and and know exactly why you're feeling the way that you're feeling. So explaining to them exactly why you're feeling left out. So turning to perhaps the more mature sister. It doesn't have to be the oldest one uh, out of the two, but the more mature sister. And getting them to understand exactly why you feel the way that you do. If you've done that, then we move on to the second part of the communication which is the resolution phase. And this is, Melanie, where people get it wrong because they just skip over what do we need to do in order to resolve this issue. And the people skip this one over because they don't want to let, you know, they don't want to feel vulnerable. They don't want to feel weak. They don't want to let the other person spell out to the other person what they need, but you have to. And the reason why you have to is because you can't expect anybody to really understand what your needs are, 
and what they need to do in order to fix it. So the mistake that people make with the resolution is they talk very general terms. So for example, let's just talk about romantic relationship as, as an analogy. If my wife turns to me and says to me, Hanan, I need more love, more affection, more intimacy, more care, more trust, more support. My answer is always great, but what does it mean? Because love to me is very different to the definition of love to you. Uh, 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 kindness is very different to kindness to you. Uh, respect, intimacy, attraction, whatever. Those are very general, airy-fairy terms. So if I ask for love, or if my partner asks for love, I need to define it way more specifically because I'm bound to then get it wrong. So with your sisters being very specific, I want you, again, assuming that this relationship is important moving forward, and two, assuming that you're dealing with a mature person, I want you to spell out exactly what you need. And you might say to me, well, Khran, don't they just, can't they just understand or no? It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. You have to spell it out. And you have to be as specific as when you have a Sunday night, uh, Sunday uh, lunch, I want to be invited. When you go out uh, on a Saturday night or you go out on a Tuesday night with two families, I want to be invited. And then you will see exactly what they are prepared to give and what they're not prepared to give. Mm. Because one or two things will then happen. They will say, we'll do it, and they do it. Or they'll say, we can't do it, and they'll negotiate. But I also want to mention one more thing in this, um, in this relationship with your sisters. The title sisters carries a very heavy weight. It means a lot, like mom means a lot, mm. and dad means a lot and uh, brother means a lot us in your case sisters means a lot but i want you to understand that each relationship needs to be defined by specific rules because a sisterly relation between a pair of sisters a is very different to a sisterly relationship between another parent perhaps your relationship has shifted a little bit and what you got from each other perhaps five or 10 years ago, or six months ago, is very different to what you can get from each other now. And you have to adapt. But the only way that you will know where you stand is when you communicate exactly mm. what you need. And step yeah. one is the acknowledgement. You let them know exactly where you stand and why you feel the way that you do. And step number two is you talk about the resolution. This is what I need in order to make this pink elephant, white elephant go away in order to make me feel much more part of the family. Their comeback will let you know exactly what yeah. they can and cannot do in this game called being a sister. Yeah, yeah, so that makes perfect sense. And um, I must say, probably with my middle sister, my communication has not been very great. Um, she's a very feisty person. <laughs> <laughs> so she explodes very easily. Um, the younger sister is the more mature one, and I have tried to share my feelings with her and and just let her know, you know, listen, Melanie, that was quite um, hurtful, or that yes. Yeah, you know, you said something just now, and and, and Doc, I think you picked on uh, picked up on this, but maybe I'm going to make more of a big deal of it. You said you're 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 not a conflict kind of person. You don't like to bring stuff up that's uncomfortable or awkward or. If you do, if you want something, uh, sometimes you've got to be that person who stands up for yourself and and saying yeah, you're not the kind of person who likes to create conflict. 
Well, it sounds to me like your middle sister wouldn't be afraid to blow up, as you say. So occasionally it'll be, it'll be all right for you to say what you really feel. And even if it does lead to conflict, at least you'll know where you stand. You know, to sit in the background yeah, and, and hope for things to work out for you when you're not taking an active role in it is it's like throwing the dice and hoping that you're going to get six every time. Yeah, and it, it kind of feels like it, it, our relationship or our um, dynamic has gotten to that point now where maybe a blowout is probably not the worst thing to happen. Um, so, yeah, uh, it is. But Mel, yeah. Mel, I want to highlight something. Uh, yeah. it, it must The blowout must be intentional. There must be a reason for it. It mustn't be just a blowout for the sake, for the sake of letting it blow up. I think you, if you blow up... Uh, even, even if you have a very robust emotion, emotion full conversation, emotional conversation, mm-hmm. um, in the, in the, in a, in a communication between you and your sisters, it must be done with intent and a reason. There's nothing wrong with having a robust emotion, emotion full conversation yeah. with the intention of letting them know where you stand mm-hmm. and what they need to do in order to fix it. Because what you will come out of the conversation with is at least some form of data that will help you make the next move mm-hmm. much more appropriately and much more accurately. But just to have a conversation aimlessly, just kind of flying this plane or having a conversation aimlessly and just blowing up for no reason mm-hmm. is a waste of time. Okay. It's a waste of emotion. It will destroy the relationship. So remember, you want to engage in a conversation, and you said your younger sister is more mature, and I would start there, mm-hmm. with the intention of getting data of one or them understanding why you feel the way that you do and two most importantly getting data whether they're prepared to shift and adapt Mm. to what you need and one or two things will happen they are going to or they're not going to and if they are going to then wonderful but if they're not going to the onus is on you to adapt and to change the definition of what it means for you to be a sister to your sisters Yeah, that that makes perfect sense. And yeah, the communication thing is probably has to be the priority here. And um, yeah, we'll we'll have to see how that one goes. Right. I I hope that helps. Yeah. And and do give us an update. Absolutely. I mean, you know, we're we're now Thanks. all involved, whether you like it or not. So now we care about <laughs> <laughs> what happens with your sisters. So we want to know how it goes. <laughs> Thank you All so right. much, team. And thanks, Dr. Hanan. That was fantastic. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Cheers, Hanan. There we go. So, Doc, uh, another another person with um, what – I mean, most of us would go, oh, well, you know, you could sort this out. It's your sister's. How bad could it get? Uh, sometimes uh, this blood is thicker than water thing doesn't actually apply, and people just expect that everything's going to be resolved. And, and you have to take an active role, right? Yeah, always. All relationships are like that. Uh, you, if you don't negotiate them and relationship change the whole time, think about your relationship with your families or your mm-hmm. best friends. They change all the time. They're not the same that they were, you know, a year ago, certainly not three years ago, certainly not 10 years ago. Right. Everything is dynamic and you have to renegotiate the rules of the game. All right. Well, that's a hell of a way to start our Monday. Uh, always good to see you, Doc, and we will catch up with you in a week's nice time. Nice to see you guys. Very good. Dr. Hanan Bushkin and it's going to be okay, and it is going to be okay. Don't uh, don't let these things get you down. Cliffcentral.com.